Welcome to the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors, and the goal of our podcast is to help you grow your business, but also educate you on a variety of topics that affect self-employed small business owners. Today's episode, we've got Mike Babcock with us. Mike works with the Babcock Insurance and Financial Services, uh, and we're going to talk through a little bit about commercial insurance, how to make sure you're protected, and what you need to know. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. What's up, Chris? Thanks for the invite, man. Yeah, I absolutely. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate you repping like St. Louis today. Yeah, People listening on audio know. can't see that, but Mike's rocking a super cool Cardinal yeah, Polo. Yeah, well, I'll, so. I'll get that. I'll make sure to get that. Yeah, there you go. There so we I, go. I'm born and raised in St. Louis, man. Okay. Like, go Cards yes. all day. I guess go Blues right now. Go I Blues. I'm during yeah. the playoffs. Yep. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, I'm really excited to be here. Excited That's to good. talk with you. I appreciate that. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So you said born in St. Louis. Yep. Uh, I know you guys have a newborn at home too that was yeah. born, I think, two days after ours was. So it's been kind of fun to walk through that I with know. you. I know. Yeah, we've, I feel like we've chatted like, yes. at 1 a.m. before, <laughs> which is sad. Like we shouldn't be up at that time of the hey, night, but just, hey, when the baby calls. Dude, exactly. I mean, you you got to go. You gotta exactly. Go, and so. you need your people like in your tribe there with you while that, you're going through that's it. That's right. So. My wife's taking night shift a lot that's while she's good. off work, so I, I appreciate that. Yep. But uh, that's we'll see what happens yeah we haven't had any we haven't had any 2 a.m conversations in a couple weeks i think that's good for both of us so um that's awesome um anything else you want to share before we jump into it sure yeah so like you said born and raised in st louis i actually went out to virginia for my undergrad ended up coming back here for uh five years worked in commercial banking nice did my mba at SLU at the same time so Night classes were tough, but yeah. juggled all that. That's My wife cool. and I got married two years ago, and awesome. uh, we met here in St. Louis, actually, at a wedding. Oh, nice. Um, been together for How five ironic. years. So married two years ago, dealt with all the pandemic craziness, yep. and then uh, ended up having our kid. Just, That's awesome. Just, uh, five weeks ago. I was going to say, five weeks ago today? Yesterday. Uh, so... Five weeks ago yesterday. I won't put you in the spot. Yeah. Okay. yeah, so I thought it was two days after we did. So yeah, um, that's awesome. I need to keep that date in mind. My that's, wife my wife will kill me if I, I forget that one. I won't, I won't say anything. So um, so what made you want to jump into the commercial insurance space? So you were in commercial banking, made the leap into commercial insurance. Kind of what, what put that on your radar? Yeah, so my commercial banking experience was mainly based here in St. Louis. Okay. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, ended up working on some national accounts uh, as well. And my dad, so he was in the commercial insurance industry for about 20 20 years with farmers. And um, he ended up switching over to the independent agency about 15 years ago now, which is, it's been a long time. I remember it like yesterday when he said he was making the switch because it's a big move to open up your own shop and everything. Um, They talked to us, they sat us down, they said, hey, we're making some changes, might have to tighten up the belt a little bit, but... uh, we think it'll be good. And, it, and cool. it's been great. That's He's awesome. been very successful at it. And I think we've always had it in the back of our mind, hey, like maybe there's a su- succession plan here. Yeah. And uh, maybe, you know, you can pick this up. You're studying right. business. And I was always like, let me get my own experience first. Yeah. Let me see what the real world's like. And then, you know, five years into commercial banking, it was like, okay, let's try this out. Let's yeah. see how it works. That's cool. So two years ago, I made the switch. It's been great. That's awesome. Really, really enjoying it. Really focused on commercial insurance okay. primarily. We do homes and autos. We also do financial services, group health. But right. our main focus is uh, PNC commercial insurance. Okay, that's awesome. Um, so what are some of the main ways that you guys are able to help small business owners, especially contractors? I know you guys work with a ton of contractors. Yeah. That's kind of our target market too. So I know we've had a lot of good collaboration on that. Um, what are some ways in which you know you guys can really kind of help them protect themselves? Yeah. So as I mentioned with my dad, we have like 35 years of experience yep. altogether. It's 
40, 50 something years because yeah. we have other brokers in our in our shop as well. Okay. And um, that's a big, big thing because yeah. with my dad's experience, you know, I'm out there churning and burning, trying right. to pick up accounts. Um, and I'll hit, I'll find things that, you know, I might not be as yeah. aware of, but you can always fall back on him and say, hey, what do you think of this? And he'll, he'll kind of advise us one way or the other. Right. And so that's big. Okay. Um, also, about 40% of our portfolio are contractors. Gotcha. So that allows us to be able to understand what the needs of a yeah. contractor are. Um, we can also kind of speak to those experiences and say, that's hey, good. these are the coverages you might need. Right. Um, we can we can present those. They might say, no, we don't need those. Yeah. But at least they are aware of right. what those things are. Okay. And the other big thing that I feel is really important for my role is that I want to be a consultant. For, like our, for our customers. Yep. I don't just want to be pushing sales. I'm not just bring, bringing people on the books just to make a bunch of money. Right. I want them to understand that we got their best interests at heart, that we want to protect their business. And when that, once they understand that, once that clicks, that we're a resource to them, yep. they become so much more loyal. They become very, very appreciative at the end of it. And they see the value yep. in, our, in our services. And then the last thing is we're independent. I think we're going to touch on that a little bit more yeah. on this next question. But yeah. um, that's a huge thing in the insurance space. Yeah. So let's kind of jump into that, that question then. Um, so how, how is being independent and kind of in the brokerage firm, um, how is that beneficial to your clients over time? Yeah. So independent means as opposed to captive. So there are independent agents, there are captive agents, independent agents have appointments with a bunch of different carriers. And so, I'm not just out there. I, I can't only sell State Farm. I can't only sell right. Farmers. I can't only sell Federated. I can go out there and I can sell 10 plus companies to our customers. Right. And I can represent them for each one of those customers. So a big part of that is whenever we go to market yeah. for, our, for our clients, we say, hey, I'm going to find you the best fit. Right. It might not just be based on price. It might be based on the coverages that yeah. these companies can offer as well. But our goal is to find you the best coverage at the best price. Yeah. Um, and so we come in and we have three different proposals and we say, hey, this is the one we're recommending for you. But here are, the, here are other options, right. too. And people love that. That's awesome. Our customers think that's great. Yeah. And it's a huge breath of fresh air for people that got pigeonholed into yeah. one company. Oh, for sure. And sometimes if, a you know, with insurance, the point of insurance is to protect your business. Right. If something bad happens... What, what are you going to do? Yeah. Because you have to put a claim in, the insurance company might cancel you off, then what are you going to do? Right. You have no other option if yep. you're captive. But if you're with an independent agent, they can take you to other carriers and they can say, hey, we're going we're gonna to try to find you an, a new landing spot. We're yeah. going to try to find you just as good of coverage, just as good of a company, yeah. and hopefully just as good of a price. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And, and I really, uh, I like that perspective that you bring with it yeah. um, because, you know, I mean, it's almost kind of like the fiduciary financial advisor role, right. right? Like you have to act in the best interest of your clients. Right. And I feel like, you know, when you're able to be positioned as a broker like that, you're able to do what's in the best interest of the clients, right? right. If, if you're one company and you have one worker's comp policy, it's like, well, here's what we got. Yep. Take it or leave it, right? Yep. Hopefully you take it. Whereas now you guys are like, no, it's okay. You know, and I'm sure that for you guys too, um, it's it's very important come renewal time, right? Yeah, so that's a huge thing. We always set it up whenever we're like onboarding our clients for yeah. the first time. We say, hey, if you end up having any problems with these companies or if you see this ridiculous price increase at renewal time, 
you know, we, we're, we're keeping an eye on that. We're keeping tabs right. on that. But if you're upset for whatever reason, give us a call first before right. you go out shopping to other, other agencies yeah. or other uh, insurance Because you have companies. other solutions. Yeah, because we might have a good solution for you. And if we have a good relationship with us or with them, yeah. they will. They'll come to us first, and then we can find them a good option again. So we, we really appreciate that. We try to build loyal rela- relationships, and, yeah. and the way you do that is to build trust. Yeah. No, that's really good. Um, so what are the main types of insurance that contractors um, should have to protect themselves? Yeah. So when you're starting off as a contracting company, if you're just a one-man crew for, you know, just you, yourself, yeah. and I, right? And you're looking for business insurance. The first thing you need is general liability. That's going to cover any problems that you have on a job site. Let's say you install a job and it, you know, pipes bust or something like that. Your insurance company should pick that up. Um, Now, whenever you start getting bigger, you start getting employees uh, on the scene. You need that workers' compensation policy. You might also need workers' compensation prior to having employees as yeah. well. There, that's something called a ghost policy. Right. We, we have a couple of companies that can handle that, yeah. um, but not everybody can. Right. And so why you would need that is you'd need a certificate of insurance to present to your general contractor saying, I got this and this covered. No right. worries. Right. But workers' compensation, it covers your employees while they're on site if they get hurt. Good. And so while they're working, let's say that you're, one of your employees throws out his back or something right. like that. That happens all the time, right? Yep. Well, some people just say, hey, I don't need workers' compensation coverage. I'm not worried about that. Like, right. I'll just roll the dice. Well, what can happen is they get hurt on site. They go to the hospital or whatever. They get that taken care of. They say, I'm just going to put it through health insurance. I'll help my boss out. No big deal. Health insurance company can totally decide to deny that claim. Yeah. I've had it happen to my customers before. Yeah. And then guess what? You're up a creek if that right. occurs. Yeah. And so you're paying for not only the medical bills, you're also paying for the cost of their income on yeah. top of the that if wages. you get sued for that. Right. That's a lot of money. That yeah. can that can be in the tens of thousands, hundreds of hundreds of thousands right. range. So that's kind of scary, but that's a huge part of it. And then everybody knows like your property should be covered. You yeah. know, it's kind of like a homeowner's policy. So that's typically not one that gets asked about a lot. Right. But tools. Yes. Sometimes people think their tools are covered under their property policy. And if you're driving around from job site to job site, it's not. Yeah. That's called inland marine coverage. Good. You can cover your tools wherever you're driving, wherever Good. you're going. And so that's really important for contractors um, to take into consideration. Two other bonus items that yeah. I had for you. I like uh, it. E&O coverage is really good. Okay. Um, not everybody needs it, but... That is, if you're consulting on something or you say you're going to do something and you end up not being able to do it for whatever reason, um, that heirs and admissions coverage can cover that. Okay. Another good one is builder's risk. This is more so for home builders. It can be also for general general contractors as well whenever they have a big project that they're working on. Yeah. And this covers the property that you're building on a percentage basis for as you're building it. So, you know, you're you're home. You're building a home right now, right? And you're in different stages right. uh, at different points throughout this uh, home build, right? Yeah. And so you might at 30%, it might only be worth you know 100,000, let's just say. Yeah. But at 60%, it's probably 200,000, 250,000. Yep. So if you only had 100,000 dollars of coverage, well, what are you, you going to do with that gap? The builder's happens, risk yeah. will cover that. Okay. Cool. That's interesting. That's that I never heard of that yeah. for like home builders. So yeah. that's good to know. Really so. good policy. Good. That's awesome. Um, 
So, you know, you just kind of went through like the main types of insurance a lot of businesses need or or different stages may need. Um, What are like three common mistakes that you see business owners make when it comes to their insurance policies? Yeah. So we were talking uh, before this podcast and one thing you just threw out there and I I was like, that's an awesome point. We need to talk about it. But poor estimates on your payroll or your sales figures that are given to your insurance agent. So when we're quoting two of the most primary items for us to be able to get an accurate quote for you is based on sales and payroll. And that's for your general liability. And that's also for your workers' compensation. Sales might not get worked into there for those, for the the liability of the workers' compensation. It really depends on the company, but payroll is a huge one. And so if you inaccurately um, estimate what that payroll is going to be for the year, it's kind of like taxes, right? Tax man's always going to get his money. Yep. Guess what? If Uncle Sam comes knocking on your door and said, hey, you didn't pay the full amount of money. And you say, I don't got the money. Like, what am I supposed to do now? You might get your butt kicked in jail. Yeah. It's not this exact same thing because insurance companies can't do that. Right, right. But they're going to demand their money. Right. And so if you under... If you underestimated what your payroll was for the year, at the end of the year, they're going to do an audit and they're going to say, hey, you need to pay so much more to get even with us. Otherwise, we're canceling off your policy. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. And and we'll come back to the other two in a second, Uh, because I think for kind of analogy, some people this might hit home with a little bit more. It's it's kind of like the whole ex- estimated tax payment thing, right. right? Absolutely. You know, when you owe money on your taxes, the next year you get set up for estimated quarterly payments. Right. And it's the same thing. Like you're just kind of guessing that, hey, this is going to cover what I'm going to owe for the whole year. And then when you file your taxes the next spring, it reconciles and you either get a refund or you owe more money, right? Um, and it, it's kind of the same thing with the insurance. It's like, hey, this is, you know, we're expecting to do $100,000 in payroll next year. Well, if you do 150000 guess what? You're going to owe more money. If you're going to do 75000 well, then you might get a credit back from you guys, right? So you're right. just really realizing, you know, whatever that amount is at the end of the year. Um, oh, you know, one piece of advice I want to give, and then we'll hop on to the next point is, you know, if you know, like, I think it's something that you should have a reminder in your calendar every quarter to like review where your payroll's at and what right. you told your insurance agent it's going to be. Yep. Uh, because you can adjust it, right? If, if after the first quarter of the year, you know, we're, you know, five months into the year at this point, you know, and you say, oh my gosh, we're like, we got way more payroll than we expected. Right. Call your insurance agent now because they'll up your monthly payment, which will reduce your end of the year overall payment. You yeah, know, so you still not- may owe some money, but at least you're going to absorb some of that throughout the year. Because if you're doing more in payroll, that means you should be making more money. Right. Again, I said should be, right? Because I know it's not always the case, but you should be in theory making more money throughout the year. Um, so you'd, you're better off paying that money throughout the rest of the year. Yeah. You don't want to be caught with your pants down at the end of the exactly. year. Exactly. No. No fun. There's, there's two things that, that we always hear contractors stress about, having to pay their taxes and having to pay their insurance audit. Yep. Right. So just be proactive, be prepared for it. I think if, if a lot more contractors were proactive about things and then not just these two areas, but especially these two areas, if they're just a little bit more proactive about it, their life's going to be a little less stressful. Right. So, uh, so what's the second point, second mistake? Yeah. So one of the biggest complaints I hear about insurance and one of the biggest reasons people get upset at their insurance agent is because, Hey, I didn't get paid out enough on this claim. Okay. And sometimes, you know, the insurance company is playing hardball and you're, right. you're justified. You're right. You should have been paid out more. But sometimes we estimated what the value of the property was incorrectly yeah. and not enough. And so I think the biggest thing that people have trouble wrapping their head around with insurance is, for example, with a homeowner's policy, right. you might purchase your home at $200,000. Right. 
but to rebuild that home, it might cost $250,000, $300,000 at this point. Insurance value is based on what it takes to replace, what right. it takes to rebuild. It's not what it is, what you paid for it. Yep. Similar, to all your, similar to all your contractor equipment, yep. that's what you need to take into consideration. Now, there's also something called actual cash value, um, and that takes into consideration uh, depreciation. Okay. And so you can kind of, you can, you can determine your value two different ways, replacement costs or actual cash value. And, you know, that's something that we talk about and we kind of advise on yeah. throughout the sales process. Um, the other big thing is that a lot of people, they get really, when they first start up their business, they get really comfortable with their personal lines agent. Yeah. You know, they, they say, hey, I've had my homeowner's policy and my autos with this guy for 10 years. And you know what? He might be a great commercial insurance agent as well. The other, the other possibility is he might have never sold a commercial, commercial insurance policy in his entire life. Right. And if that's the case, he doesn't know how to properly cover your business. Yep. And so let's say you get five years down the road, you've grown like gangbusters, and your insurance policy, and I look at them all the time, and yep. I go, how is this so far off from right. what the reality of your business is? Yep. And it's because they haven't had an insurance uh, agent checking in with them on a yearly basis or just telling them, hey, keep me updated on what yeah. you need. Or they might not even be aware of what you need, which is significantly worse. Right. And so we pride ourselves on being really experienced in commercial insurance. So we, we touch base with our, our largest clients and there's a certain threshold that we're always looking at. But we touch base with them on a yearly basis and we make sure that they still have the right coverages in place. And that's super important. That's awesome. You know, I think one thing I want to share a personal experience here um, because, you know, a lot of contractors are really good at what they do. Right. And getting your insurance, your financial, your accounting, all the other stuff is easy to put on the on the back burner. Right. It's it's a foreign language. um, And I understand it. Right. Because, again, I used to be a painting contractor. I knew yeah, I was a little different because I had the business mind, right? But like, I understand that like sometimes it's easy to just like you don't understand something, so you're just like, yeah, you just assume somebody's taking care of it, right? And you just uh, nod your head, yes, okay. exactly, yeah, yeah, sure, why not, right? Um, so when we first got workers' comp with Elite Painting, um, we had found a company. I don't remember how we found them, and their prices came back better than like anything else, right? right. Um, and I should have known there was a catch, but again, I was naive to this. I was like 24, and I was just like, yeah, sure. What I didn't know is they coded half of our payroll as office, even though we had zero office people. Right. And they weren't the nicest people about this. I think it was done intentionally to get a lower rate sure. so that they would get us in the door, um, which was dumb because obviously we canceled the policy after the first year. But then when the audit came, we were 100% of our payroll was painters, right. <laughs> 0% office people, which is different classifications. And so we got hit with a huge audit. And so I say that for two things. One, if you don't understand it, just find somebody you know, reach out to somebody like Mike here and just at least have him like review it and be like, hey, am I at least covered right? Because right. I like if I would have had any clue what I was looking at, I would have been like, well, we don't have any payroll for office people. Oh, that's coded much cheaper. I should have known better. So right. I learned that the hard way. So again, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing now because I'm trying to help other people from not making those mistakes. Well, I mean, the same can be said about you. You've gone through the ringer on all, mm-hmm. this different experience, all these different experiences. 
you know kind of what a contractor needs. So you have those services yep. available to, to your clients. Yeah, no, and I appreciate that. The other thing I'll say with that is if you do have office staff, if you do have non-production people in your business, make sure your insurance is aware and that you're able to separate the difference right. in the hours. Um, you because you prove if, it out at the end of the exactly, year. Exactly, yeah, you prove it out. Um, because if you have a you know a, an office person, the, the rate for workers' comp is much cheaper than somebody out on a job site on a 40-foot ladder painting a house, right? right. Um, so just make sure you're aware of that. Make sure that that's gotten relayed. If, if you've made your, your payroll estimates solely based on you know, the, the production staff you have, but you have office people, you have estimators, you have other people, make sure that that's split out because that's going to save you, obviously, on your workers' comp. Right, and I just want to touch on one more thing with yeah. that. There's a difference between the actual laborers that are working on the job site and a project manager. Yeah. The project manager is on site, but he's not doing any of the work actually. Yep. You can get a supervisor code, and that's significantly less than your contractor exactly. code. So yep. another good thing to take into consideration. Yep, for sure. And this is why it's good to know somebody like you. Yep. <laughs> um, so one question here as we kind of start to wrap up, um, why do you like working with business owners so much? Yeah. Um, so I would say this surprised me about my job okay. because originally I was on the underwriting side with yeah. commercial banking. I worked on a lot of deals and okay. I would come in on the deals, but I wasn't there originating the business. I yeah. wasn't there to form the initial relationship. And so whenever I first started selling, you know, a huge part of it is just getting somebody to say, yes, yeah. okay, like, right. I'll take you, I'll, I'll consider you. And then the next part is let's sit down, let's have a conversation let's just chat. Let's yeah. get, let's get comfortable with one another. And so with that, those conversations, comes stories if i right. you know let's say this business has been open for 30 something years this and this guy's been running it the entire time he has 30 something years of stories to be able to pass on to me and, and a lot of times we're just we end up kicking back and yeah. laughing and like, right. oh my gosh that's crazy you know yeah or even just like an insurance claim like who would have thought that happened right. let's make sure that we cover that properly and um that's my favorite part because they have 30 years of experience in this. They have 30 years of like sweat yeah. and tears and hard work into this business. And it's their life's work. Yep. And what we can do as insurance agents, we protect that life's work. Right. And whenever we, whenever I get a customer that, you know, really truly appreciates what we do, because some are just, some people are yeah. just like insurance and necessary based. evil. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I get that. I would disagree. Right. But I get that. But the people that really appreciate what we do, they have peace of mind at the end of the day. Yep. They know we have them properly covered. They know we're going to go to bat for them at the end of the day whenever whenever they take our recommendations. Yep. And they, they just don't have to be as worried about it. And yep. if they do get worried about it throughout the year, they, they give us a call. They shoot us an email. And you're they there. say, hey, am I covered on this? Yep. Yes, yes, you are. Yeah. So no, that's awesome. I love it. I can tell you're passionate about it. Um, you know, whenever I met you and we started talking and, and just getting to know each other and stuff and I can tell you're passionate about what you do. Yeah. Um, and so I appreciate you, even though some people may not, yeah. I do, I appreciate you and, and what you guys do for your clients. Yeah, so I appreciate that. And, and one other quick thing on that. Yeah. So with, with my role as well, my dad, he's the most gregarious guy I know. Yeah. He's super, you know, he, he can just, he can talk to anybody. Yeah. He loves being social, so I and, I and I do too. But our, one of the differences between our sales tactics, he he loves the idea of hard selling. He yeah. loves the idea of, you know, let's sell, sell, sell. And I like selling too. I like making money. Yeah. Everybody likes of making course, money. right? But I really like consulting too. Yeah. And I think consulting is significantly more important than selling. Yeah. Because we're educating first. So yeah. if our customers understand the value of it and they understand what they're getting, then they're going to tend to to enjoy what yeah. we're providing to them more. 
Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's a really good point. I think a lot of people listen to this, even if you're not a commercial insurance agent, you can take that and apply it into your business. So, Absolutely. Um, well, as we kind of wrap up here, what's one final piece of advice you'd like to leave business owners with? Yeah. So regarding insurance, find a broker that you trust. And, and I say broker because that's somebody that's independent. Right. Um, it works at the beginning to be with a captive agent. You know, whenever you're first starting your business, yeah. it's a good fit. But it's not going to be the perfect fit forever, more right. than likely. And so find that broker that you trust. Make sure you have a good relationship with them. Make sure it's somebody that you can touch base with at any time and yeah. they're going to give you straight advice um, because that's going to that's going to really help grow your business it's yeah. going to help you feel peace of mind that you know that if something happens i'm going to be good yeah that's awesome no i echo that um so how can people reach out to you if they have questions um you know if they can if you can help them in any way are, are you only able to work here in the area are you able to help nationwide what's kind of your guys scope of range there yeah so we do focus on the st louis area um that's where a majority yeah. of our customers are we're on the illinois side we're on the missouri side we can do anything in the entire in both of those states. Okay. We have appointments elsewhere in other states as well. Depending on the client, we might even de- determine that it's worthwhile to pick up a, a license with the other state, yep. a, a new state. Gotcha. Um, but you can check us out at Babcock Insurance and Financial Services. That's that's we're on the web. Okay. We're on Facebook. We have a LinkedIn. Uh, we're working on the Twitter piece. There you go. But you can check us out there. Um, you can also shoot me an email or, or even text. I don't care. Okay. Shoot me a text at 618-972-5067. Give okay. us a call into our office, 618-659-8744. We'd love to help you guys. Cool. Um, I really think we have a good product for everybody. Awesome. That sounds great. Well, I really appreciate you. I appreciate you taking time to come record this and to educate um, all of our listeners on the, the importance of commercial insurance and, and the what to do's and the how to do how to do it. Um, and so I appreciate your time and uh, maybe we'll have you back for another episode on something else. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you automatically get the newest episode every Tuesday morning. If you find our podcast beneficial, we'd love to hear from you by giving us a rating and a review. Not only does it help us stay connected to you, but it helps other business owners throughout the country find us. If you have questions or would like more information on how we help our clients, visit us online at www.elitebusinessadvising.com. Thanks again for listening. We hope you have a great rest of the day.